podcasting rent-free from the top of your head. You're listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Hey, so I have a joke for you. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay, what's your joke? <laughs> what? What's the face? No, no, no. I Go, go ahead. Tell me your joke. No, I want to know what you're thinking. Now. No, no, was, no. I'm gonna... horrified. No, no, no. I'm just laughing because I think we were potentially on the same wavelength. Please humor me. <laughs> hey, cat. <laughs> hey, Adrian. What do you call a blind dinosaur? Uh oh! Oh, the blind dinosaur. Uh, did you think you saw us, or can you? Can you? Something's. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You call yourself a Jurassic Park kid? Get out of here. Give me back your membership card. What do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? Uh, do you yeah. think he saw his Rex? Rex. Cat yeah. Rex. <laughs> okay, so you're not the only one who spent 10 minutes before we started to record Googling dinosaur jokes then. <laughs> Because I did also. <laughs> I did not spend ten minutes oh, before <laughs> recording. I just that's that's in Jurassic Park. That's in the tree when they're falling asleep. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. I guess I do have to revoke my Jurassic Oof. Park membership card. I will not be going to Camp Cretaceous. Did not win the video game. Womp womp. I will not get eaten by a dinosaur. So that's okay, actually. My 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 bottomless disappointment aside, I don't think he would even want to go to Camp Cretaceous. No. Well, one, I don't camp. So, and two, I don't want to get eaten by a dinosaur. So, but you get a cool. You, it's not really camping. You get a cool clubhouse with modern uh, amenities men, men, until it gets and... trashed by the dinosaurs. Yeah, but until then, I mean, you got. Plumbing. It was pretty swank. Yeah. yeah. That was sweet. True. No, no mosquitoes were getting into those those beds. No. No. So if you haven't picked up on the gist of what we're putting down, uh Adrian and I are talking Camp Cretaceous tonight. Um bum, 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 bum. <laughs> And I actually, I think I have to thank you for this because I don't, I did not realize this was going to be a series, I think, until you told John and myself about it. And I have a feeling that I might have overlooked it otherwise. So, but I'm glad I didn't. Um, So thank you, Adrian. (laughs) I'm glad. I am glad I was able to put this show on your radar because it's a good show. It is a very well done uh, animated show, I think. Yes. And I am nothing if not a sucker for a good animated show. Um, So plus this one preys on like a lot of my nostalgia. So I'm totally okay with that in various in various ways. Um, Not in. Jurassic Park related. Not apparently. No, apparently not. Sorry. I haven't actually watched Jurassic Park recently so I did forget about that I'm sorry I'm sorry um (laughs) I don't have the whole movie memorized my apologies (laughs) I mean you're wrong but I mean there's nothing we can do about it at this point we're already recording so Mm. but anyway yeah so it's funny you bring that up because uh 
you know, Jurassic Park franchise as a whole is one of my go-to favorite uh, yes. franchises, right? I do know. So, um, you know, when, when it was first announced a couple years back that there was going to be some sort of animated thing, it's like, oh, that's cool. Well, we'll see how that goes. And I think everybody forgot about it until that first trailer dropped. I, th- <laughs> I think it was initially announced in like 2018 or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, yeah, not surprising because uh, it takes a while, but I didn't I didn't even realize that. I don't definitely did not ping my radar back then. Yeah, so then when that trailer initially dropped the uh, last year, you know, everybody was kind of like, "Oh yeah, this is happening. This is the thing." And then, "Oh, this is the thing." Cuz it was <laughs> it was a rough it, it, this show had everything going against it, I think, and it it had that first trailer showed up some really uh unfinished animation we'll we'll just say that yes yeah i do remember that from that very first trailer like i was intrigued but i was kind of like i don't know there was a lot of complaining about the fact that it was like kids and um people didn't think it was going to be dark enough or realistic enough um which okay it's an animated show about dinosaurs (laughs) Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, that sounds good to me. I don't I, 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 I don't know what else you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kids in danger on a dinosaur island. Sounds sounds like something I would totally love back in the day and something I love now, apparently. <laughs> yes, it is something I love now, although now as a parent, I'm like, why? I mean, this goes for Jurassic World as well. Like, why would you send your unsupervised child to an island full of dinosaurs um, because if that ever becomes a thing, you sure as hell bet that I will not be sending my unsupervised children <laughs> to an island full of dinosaurs. <laughs> Something will you always go, with go wrong. Yeah, go with them. <laughs> or just don't go at all, because then your chances of getting eaten by a dinosaur are zero. <laughs> You're telling me you wouldn't go to a real life Jurassic Park or oh, Jurassic no, I, World. I would totally, because I think, like, pretty much every human being almost every human being this is a very gross generalization but we all go through a dinosaur phase right at some point like every kid goes through a dinosaur phase and you love dinosaurs and you know one of the things that is so great about this show is that it kind of it it taps into that nostalgia right of like when you were a kid, what would have been the coolest thing? Like getting to see a dinosaur in person. Honestly, now as an adult, that would still be a really cool thing as long as it wasn't like a meat eater dinosaur. But, you know, as a kid. A meat eating dinosaur. You're the biologist. Metasaurus. Carnivore. Yeah. A metasaurus. Metasaurus. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, (laughs) plus, at least for me, when I was growing up, I don't know if you are familiar with it, even though I've mentioned it several times, but, like, when I was a kid, one of my favorite books was Dinotopia, where, um, if you have not, if you don't know what Dinotopia is, first of all, you should read it, because it's beautifully written and illustrated by James Gurney, And it's about a father and son that wash up or shipwrecked and they wash up on this like forgotten continent where dinosaurs and people live together. And so they get to interact with 
dinosaurs all the time. I loved that as a kid. And again, that was kind of like, how cool would it be to end up in a place where dinosaurs are real? Plus there are, you know, there's a dinosaur sidekick in Dinotopia and we get our dinosaur sidekick in Bumpy in Camp Cretaceous. So... Winning all around. Who wouldn't want a dinosaur sidekick? I mean, Ben is like automatically top tier because he has the dinosaur sidekick. <laughs> you know, I would see those books at my elementary school's library. Mm. Um, but I never, never, never read them. Never gravitated towards them. And I, oh man, I my dinosaur phase was a good three, four years. But there's something off-putting about them to me. I don't I don't remember <gasps> the reason, but I remember the feeling. Oh, they're so beautiful. I would literally, like, I can see them in my bookshelf right now. I still have them. And I can nice. see them in my bookshelf. And, oh, they're so, I guess, I mean, they're so beautifully illustrated. Anyway, I won't go on a Dinotopia tangent. But, like, literally, I would just, like, who cares about the story? Just, like, look at the pictures. Um <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I was very much the kid that would check out all the science books mm. on dinosaurs, all the paleontology books. Uh, I read the junior novelizations a lot of Jurassic <laughs> Park. Um, a lot of art books that just depicted like dinosaur art. And uh, and this this year as part of my COVID uh, impulse buying, <laughs> I, 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 I found a lot of my old books that I used to have and you know bought them again you know I lost track of them over the years or mm-hmm. they got sold or ruined or whatever but uh yeah uh Jurassic Park was one of my comforts <laughs> during pen- the pandemic I watched it a lot I'm like hey I want to get this book back or I should get that book oh there's a new edition of that book so uh, I'm fully <laughs> stocked up again on, on dino material nice um just remember this actually my book fair had a contest a writing contest and I wrote a story about a dinosaur oh wow and I won. Oh, oh yeah. Dinosaur in the forest. <laughs> that That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real big esteem booster for, I don't know, third grade Adrian, fourth grade, I don't know, a little. I was excited. I wrote the thing, and then like a week later, I got called down to the office. I'm like, yeah, yeah you won a prize for your story. I was like, whoa. That's very cool. That I peaked. That, that's when you I peaked. peaked. <laughs> I was, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Hey, you should be putting that on your CV then. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, let's hope the kids from Camp Cretaceous can put Survived Dinosaur Island on their CV eventually. Um, So if you haven't watched Camp Cretaceous, you're probably like, why am I listening to this episode? But as a quick recap, the show is six kids, three girls, three guys, um who some of them win i don't know one of them wins anyway they get to go (laughs) to this uh they all get a chance to go darius wins the video game the video game contest yes um everybody else has hookups yes and they all get to come to camp cretaceous which is on um isla nublar right that's where they are you're the one that's got the geography Right. It's a group um, of kids that go to Jurassic World a little a little before the events of the first Jurassic World movie yes. on Isla Nublar. Uh, Darius is our main character. He's a total dinosaur kid who bonded with his father over their shared love of dinosaurs. Uh, his father unfortunately passed. Uh, there's this whole big emotional arc where they were supposed to go to Jurassic World together. <laughs> that didn't happen. So 
sob. Sob, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the big emotional emotional crux. This this kid coming of age uh, on this island. He he's the de facto leader of the group of kids. We we got the snobby rich kid in uh in Kenji. Who, yes, I mean I I don't I don't like him. He annoys me. <laughs> But he's growing, Adrian. He has grown. I like him in season grown. two. He's grown, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we got the, the germaphobe kid, Ben. He's like the kid Who's nobody... Who's like the, the scared, anxious... Yeah. Yeah. Well, when Ben, quote unquote, died, you know, spoiler alert, uh, and Kenji kept, you know, kept his fanny pack, I was like, oh, that's a very nice detail. This little, little kink in the macho armor there, buddy. You're showing your emotion. <laughs> Um, Brooklyn, you, you're, you're Instagram blogger type of social, social media, media influencer. In, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like 14 or 15. I'm like, do these people really exist? I think. Yeah. Do, she's kind of old but, for an influencer, isn't she? Oh God. Shut up. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> horrifying. Uh, there's about. Yaz. She's the athletic jockey type of chick who. Is a closeted artsy person. You know, she, yeah. she has trouble expressing herself. I, I, I love that all these characters have something to them that way. They're not just personalities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hidden depths. Oh. And then Sammy. Sam. Sam, the Texas girl. I guess. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I don't know if it's very stereotypical Texas, but she's kind of the very, like, open, we're all going to be friends, camp fam. Um, which makes me I, love a, her because as a resident of Texas, <laughs> as a guy that lives and grew up in Texas, I can tell you she looks and sounds like I want to say seven out of ten girls you bump into <laughs> around here. So fairly true to life. No, <laughs> fairly. I'm not saying they all grew up on a ranch and knew how to knew how to uh, you know deal with animals and what have you. But uh, pre-pandemic, if you went down to a little bit of Texas. <laughs> Every on a Saturday night, you will see that girl there. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So it's a da- country dance club type thing. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I don't like it, but no, I, she's pretty spot on. <laughs> but what's 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 great is that these kids like you lay it out like that, and it's like on the surface the characters are pretty tropey, right? You know, like they kind of have their own like box that they check but i have really enjoyed over the past two seasons how we've seen them grow and like there are these underlying depths like you've been talking about that make it so that they all bring skills right that help them survive this you know sammy knowing about animals and like there's a scene where they have to like herd or they're doing something that involves like herding the animals somewhere and you know they um darius's knowledge about dinosaurs and yaz's drawing skills like it all and her you know then they're kind of like base traits to like athleticism and such you know like it all comes to play and it helps them survive and thrive a little bit (laughs) (laughs) in this like crazy situation that they're thrown into when they're left um left on isla nublar basically at the end of jurassic world where everybody has you know managed to escape the island and they're the ones left behind with the dinosaurs um which is where the first season ends up 
And then... Well, both seasons kind of have the same ending. <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> it's one of my yes. few few complaints. One, one of my very few complaints. Yes. yes, yeah. In season two, there's not... Yeah. <laughs> they, in season two, they end up in the same place, watching a boat sail away. <laughs> Although, at the end of the season two, I mean, the boat's kind of right there. I'm sure that's going to be a plot point in season three. Maybe. Maybe. But I... There's just... I, there's so... I don't know. I'm very fond of this show now. Um, you know, I didn't quite know what to expect going in, but after watching the first and then now the second season back in January, that was only January. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a good story with kids that they are all kind of struggling with their own issues and they all feel um, very human in the way that they interact and how they've kind of come together. But still, you know, it's not perfect. It has its ups and downs um, and they make mistakes. And, you know, luckily so far, no one's gotten eaten by a dinosaur. But, <laughs> 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 but you know, it's just it's kind of it's just. A fun show. I mean, I think in some of our, you know, messages, we talked about like, oh, in the second season, it gets a little um, more season out there. Season two is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> let's, let's, let's but not, I love you know. it. It's a good kind of ridiculous. I oh, mean. Oh, no, no. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it's, it's a fun. It's like, it's again, the premise is kids stuck on a dinosaur island. First one was somewhat believable, more more grounded in the way the movies are, quote unquote grounded. <laughs> Season two just kind of forgets all that and like you know let's just have explosions. These, these kids on motorcycles. Let's let's uh let's have a slow mo shot where there there's a kid riding a dinosaur away from an explosion while putting hand sanitizer on at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. It is ridiculous, super ridiculous, but it is awesome and hilarious. <laughs> And I, I respect I respect that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah the the second season and like Ben kind of becoming this like I don't know like Mad Max dinosaur warrior taking on <laughs> um, taking, taking on, on Toro a, a, car- <laughs> a Carno just like a hey, Carno that was so that that was borderline for me. I was rooting for him and I was enjoying it, but I was like the shark is here. You're about yeah. to jump it. <laughs> I love, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I loved it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because again, I think it goes to like, you know, well, would we be able to do the same thing in this situation, you know? And no, you probably get eaten by a dinosaur, but it's fun to see it in cartoon form. I mean, I wouldn't be able to see that happening in any of the movies, but this series is better written overall than the last two movies. So I don't care. If you give me better writing, you're allowed to be ridiculous. Fair enough. I I actually I went so it's because it's been a while since I watched the first season. I did went go back and reread a summary. But now I'm trying to remember how they said how much time passed between the first and second seasons. It's not a lot of time. Um my biggest plot hole is like surely if the boats have gotten back to the mainland, aren't these kids parents like where the hell are my kids? Like the counselors got off the island, shouldn't the parents be like, "All right, call in the rescue choppers. Chop chop, let's go." Um, I think they're dead. 
<laughs> the island's God. quarantine too. Is that a you saw Jurassic Park three? You, they're very stingy about people going to these islands after after tragedy happens. Unless you um, skirt the quarantine because you're rich and want to shoot dinosaurs, apparently, or save your kid and his stepdad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Jurassic Park three. It's 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 an imperfect movie, but damn it, it, I think it's I think it's a darn okay film. Me too. But that's a, like, that's a tangent for another episode. Yes, yeah, I like it too. Alan Grant. Every time Alan Grant gets name dropped in Camp Cretaceous, I'm like, oh my god, can we get a cameo, please? <laughs> Have Sam Neill record some audio in his bathroom. I don't care. Like, <laughs> Why in his bathroom of all places? I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe not his closet. Whatever, I guess. You don't want No, no, yeah, right. closet or, or office or something. But why'd you go first to the bathroom? I don't know. What's the matter with you? I get that you like the man, but goodness. I'm probably thinking of his cinema quarantino that he did with um I hope so. I hope that's what's going what's, on here. What's the the guy from Lord of the Rings? Hugo Weaving. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's a uh, we're not in little, 2020 little, little anymore. And slip there, uh, lady. Oh god. my gosh! I was just trying to think of a room in your house that was closed off. Good lord, sorry. Um <laughs> You know, on 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 Alan Grant, uh, I I it won't it won't work for him for continuity wise for him to show up as as of now. I think, mm-hmm. but you know, I just bring up a good something I wanted to talk about. I appreciate the attention to continuity here so far. Yeah, same. Um, I don't know what the timeline is specifically. It, it's probably been a couple of weeks. B- Bumpy went from little Bumpy do big old boy, big bump- and I mean I'm not. Like a dinosaur biologist, but I don't know if that's accurate. Well, in the, in the first season, they they said that the dinosaurs have a growth enhancement, or they're like the clones oh, in Star okay. Wars. You know, okay, double. Bumpy time went then. from hatchling to dog size in a couple of hours by the feel of it. Dot, yeah. Uh, well, but tank I want to say in a couple of hours. I want to say it's been about a month, month and a half overall. Maybe. According to Wikipedia, the second season is set six months prior to the opening sequence in Fallen Kingdom. I can't remember what the opening sequence in Fallen Kingdom is. So. Oh, that that leads me directly to another continuity thing. Yes. Uh, they established that the, in season two that the T-Rex uh, set up its nest and its, and its habitat, right, for Jurassic World. Yes. But... That now means it has free reign of the whole main main park main area, park. the main yeah. street, mm-hmm. and that's where the opening sequence in Jurassic World takes place. Oh, to get the dinos, yeah, DNA of the Indominus Rex from the from the oh lagoon, from yeah, which is in that same area, and the T Rex just happens to sh- just happens to show up. But now it makes sense. You're the show right. That's, that's its area. That's its yes. territory. So. Yeah. Oh, God, Adrian. It's a good thing you remember, like, every single detail about these movies, because I sure as hell don't. You're right, though. You are right. It's the best scene in that movie. It was all downhill (laughs) after that opening, if you ask me. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Can we not talk? Ugh. Yeah. The volcano erupt. Oh, my God. Like, so actually. So, yeah. Anyway, six months before the opening. Six months that. before the opening of that. Um, but there's a time jump from that opening to the rest of the movie in Fallen Kingdom, so. Oh, interesting. 
they could be on the island forever. Yeah, my biggest thing is, one, are we going to get a season three? I hope so. Yes. It's not been announced yet, or maybe it has. Was it announced? My brain is like a sieve. Um, apparently, the first and second seasons were developed at the same time, and that's why they came out so close together, which was something I did not know, because it did feel super close. It was like eight months apart, because I think... Yeah, it just felt like a season break. <laughs> yeah. Um... And apparently seasons one and two were basically developed and made at the same time, which is why they were able to release them so close together. Um, So that's great, but not the case for anything going forward, I would guess. Um, So my biggest thing is like, are we going to see the timeline get closer to Fallen Kingdom and will it intersect with that like it intersected with Jurassic World? Because... I liked how in the first season it 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 is set up to, as happening before the movie, but then ends up interweaving with the events of the movie. And basically they end at the same, you know, at the same place. So it would be cool to see if, you know, if they if they do that and weave it into Fallen Kingdom as well. I really, really hope they're not on the island by the time Fallen Kingdom <laughs> well, comes around. Yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope they get off. Um, <laughs> because because if they're still on the island by that point, they're either getting burned alive or they're getting <laughs> shot by military dudes. Can we talk about pyroclastic flow? No, <laughs> we can, but not on this podcast. We really, really have to talk about the other movies. We've been meaning to do it for a while now. Yes. Uh, yes, we have. Um, I didn't watch Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom to not podcast about them, Adrian, but anyway, uh, <laughs> complain about <laughs> the unscientificness. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> Another thing I really appreciate about this show is, you know, Jurassic Park goes through phases when it comes to the depiction of its dinos. Okay. So in the first original OG Jurassic Park, right, mm-hmm. you got the the T-Rex and the Velociraptors as like the main antagonistic dinosaurs, right? Yes. When the T-Rex first shows up, it's not actively malicious. It just happens to be hunting our main characters, right? Yes. And yeah. then by the end of the movie, it's depicted as a hero, even yeah. though it's still just hunting. The Velociraptors, on the other hand, those mother effers are straight up like they they are not <laughs> acting like animals in that movie they are acting like horror movie monsters slashers yeah. they are actively maliciously going after the humans they ex- Easy <laughs> we prey. have one smiling at dr grant through the glass like hey man i know how to open this door i'm gonna do it i'm gonna open the door <laughs> like no the amount of trouble the humans are giving them any other animal would be like screw that man i'm gonna go catch a cat Just, or something you know something yep. easier Mm-hmm. No, they they have <laughs> they're smart enough to be petty, <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing kind of rolls over into uh, the Lost World again. The T Rexes are only scary when uh, the humans happen to be the their target, right? And that one, they mm-hmm. they're just trying to save their their kid, right? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. pup. It's not a pup, but I'll say pup. They're what just trying to get their yeah. pup back. Velociraptors again turn into these petty xenomorph type of creatures. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so petty and angry right yeah that just goes next level in jurassic park 3 the spinosaurus is a straight-up dick in jurassic park 3 <laughs> yes 
So oh that's what God. I mean by, you know, it goes through phases. You know, sometimes they're animalistic. Sometimes they're petty bitches, for yeah. lack of a better word. More anthropomorphized. Yes. Um, Camp Cretaceous goes above and beyond, I think, in making them seem and act like animals. Yes, I would agree. And I, I think it does a good job of, except for maybe Bumpy, um, but even Bumpy gets to do his, like, very Bumpy's, dinosaur. Bumpy Scooby-Doo. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he he helped take down Toro, and he got to, you know, swing as an ankylosaurus, got to swing his club tail around, and, um, you know, he was still doing his, like, dino moves, so. Um, but, yes, I, I think you're right. The the exception the exception to that was the Indominus in season one, but, I mean, that's... That's that's a Frankenstein's monster. That was like yes, yeah. Established for the longest time already. That, that movie came out in 2015. We've seen that it's not an animal; it's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the Indoraptor in a in a Fallen Kingdom. Yes, yeah. But uh, yeah, what I like is that the the car the carnivores, especially, yeah, they go after the kids. Sometimes they go after the humans. But, you know, in season two, we got like the baryonics, the three baryonics are just kind of chilling around, right? There's one, they find one in yeah. a cage, mm-hmm. they set it free and then they just leave, right? They're, they're, they're hunting. They just want to, want it to be together, right? Yeah. It's not like they formed a vendetta pack. against the kids. No. Even though they were kind of <laughs> hunting them in the lab later on. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's just unfortunate timing on, on the kids' ends. I'm wondering, and this is getting into like I guess season three speculation now, what that E750 experiment is. I mean, <gasps> dun, I'm, I'm dun, expecting dun. that to be another freaky ass dinosaur. Yeah. Yes. Something um, actively going after the kids now. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, in yeah, with season one with its tie to the the first Jurassic World and the Indominus Rex, there was you know. Definitely that kind of like, there's a bigger mystery and something else is out there. Um, And season two, I mean, there's still kind of this underlying mystery because obviously they were doing stuff in the labs that like people didn't know about and creating these dinosaurs. Um, But it was kind of nice that overall in season two, it was less about like the mystery box or, you know, what's this big secret that's happening? And I thought kind of like about more, how are the kids surviving and how, how are they making it? And um, again, you know, just having, having the dinosaurs be dinosaurs and, you know, they're just living together. And that's what I really oh, liked the, about that. The watering, the watering, the hole watering hole. Bit. Yes. Yeah. That about- was beautiful. That, that mm-hmm. is something none of the movies have really done. The, the, the final shot of the lost world has, a sh- that, you know, that panning shot of the dinosaurs just kind of living in harmony next mm-hmm. to each other. But I like how uh, Camp Cretaceous takes that concept and, you know, makes it make sense. It, 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 again, it, it, it it just portrays them as as realistic animals and like yeah i mean watering holes being a, a neutral space i'm not a biologist i'm not a zoologist i don't know how realistic that actually is but you know within the context of of this series i i think it was a nice uh, contrast to a lot of the other things we've seen before um i mean i'm not like a wildlife biologist that's not my purview but i think you do see this in like places where fresh water is scarce um i think specifically in the african continent you know where you've got a lot of um 
uh, desert and savanna where there's not a lot of fresh water, you do have predators and prey that will drink from the same areas. Um, but unless don't... you're a crocodile or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but um, <laughs> so so I I do think that does happen in in nature as that becomes kind of like neutral ground, um, so everybody so. can survive. Um, because otherwise, you know, nobody wins. You know, I think on an, well, now this is going to go way off track. On an evolutionary scale, you know, <laughs> if the carnivores, the predators are the only ones controlling the water source, then all of their food will die and they'll have nothing to hunt. So it doesn't behoove them to do that. So I think at some baseline level, there's that kind of knowledge that like, we all need this resource because no one will survive if we don't have it. So anyway, sorry. (laughs) But anyway, yes, I, I, that scene was that I, I love that part in the show too. I love how it became the, the focus of of the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. They want to maintain this ecosystem. They want to save the dinos. These kids acknowledge, like, yeah, they're scary. We want to stay away from them, but they're also victim victims in, in a way themselves, too, you know? Yeah. Again, just very well written, much better written than the movies, later movies. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, this is, the, this is a quote-unquote kid show, but it's one of those cartoons that, does not talk down to its target audience, its target demographic, which is what um, um I am all about that stuff right there. Um, people say I think I think you were gonna talk about this a bit. I'm gonna steal your thunder a bit. Cartoons are for everybody. Kids shows are for everybody. <laughs> yeah, just because it's animated doesn't mean it's for yeah. kids. Everyone. Yeah, can I enjoy totally it. agree with that. But the best ones though uh, have something for the adults like quote-unquote adults like you and me talking about it right now mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but they also challenge the kids watching with you know these darker more mature themes right you yeah. know they confront them with you know the the concept of death they confront them with the concept of you know violence and you know all these darker things that <laughs> a lesser show i think would stay away from <laughs> or not really explore the new duck hills reboot does this pretty very well too from the little I've seen of Gravity Falls, same thing. It does, it's not afraid to go to these dark places. Yeah. And then you got stuff like Star Wars Resistance, which, <laughs> <laughs> which is not. I, I think it's a, 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 they try to explore some of these concepts, but they maybe introduce it and then immediately just go back to. <laughs> is this what you? Is this what you yeah. were saying when I wasn't? I wasn't gonna like it. <laughs> yeah. And you got characters being faced with these horrible situations, but then by the end of the episode, it's just like business as usual. You know, even if someone's entire planet just got blown up, there's no exploring, there's no character moments really to really digest for for them to grow or change out of it for the most part. No, I mean, I don't. I think they could have done a lot more than what they did, for sure. I don't disagree. (laughs) So, which is why I appreciate stuff like Camp Cretaceous, all that more, the much more. Because it goes, it, it does the opposite. It seems to go out of its way to to be challenging that way. Yeah, I mean, all of the kids are dealing in some, you know, some some aspect of loss or um, having to um, overcome something either 
you know, like in Darius's case, it, it's the death of his father. Um, you know, Kenji kind of is like basic, not abandoned by his parents, but, you know, kind of estranged from his parents um, and kind of takes on this overcompensating rich kid. Per- I mean, he is rich, but, you know, kind of that whole like um, overcompensated personality, you know, Brooklyn has like isolated herself from everybody else by being this, you know, social influencer. Like she doesn't really have any like real quote unquote friends, Um, you know, so there's all of these kind of like aspects that the kids have to to face and overcome. And, you know, this is like happening as they're as they're trying to survive. And it's it's done. It's done really well. Um I haven't, and and yeah. it's not resolved at the end of the episode. A lot no, of these things are no. not resolved, which is what I love. We're we're given time and room to let it breathe and develop just naturally yeah. as things happen. I mean, that was one of the things that I love the most. And I mean, you see it in season one, like there are personality clashes, and then in season two, you know, they've kind of come together to work together, but like it's not perfect. And so there's a great scene. Um, where Brooklyn and Darius get into a fight and Brooklyn says some really hurtful things to Darius. Um, and everyone is like shocked and horrified. <laughs> and but it's like yeah. that that happens in in real life. Like sometimes you're, you know, Brooklyn was being honest and she was too honest. Um, and you know, it ended up being hurtful. And so like these I, you know, and eventually, like, they're able to, you know, forgive each other. And, um, but again, like you say, like, it's not resolved instantaneously. Like, they all, like, the whole group has to struggle with what's happened and the fact that their two friends are, you know, fighting and kind of having this conflict. And, um, it occurs in various other aspects throughout the show as well. Um, but so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really well done the way that they let these play out and kind of evolve naturally. And then you've got moments where they all, or not maybe all, but you know, well, like they'll come together and bond over something. Um, again, because season two is fresh in my mind. There's like one, you know, in universe TV show or whatever. And they're all like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I got a great, over it. Yeah. yes, I got a huge kick out of that. I thought that was, that was, just, that, was cool. that was such like, that was just, you know, some kind of like in universe, like it just, it felt very, natural um and so i i loved that you know little detail that they've they've added in there so oh i i love that whole uh we don't talk about season two or yeah whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> like that is on point you you know you know how it works that's, yeah <laughs> that's fantastic the millennials that are writing the show they've been through it. <laughs> <laughs> diverse millennials it's a very diverse show too if we should, mm-hmm. that's something we should point out Yes, yeah, which just makes it all the better, I think. You know, uh, what's so cool about the show is that it's real. Realistic characters, realistic animals, placing these absurd, unrealistic uh, situations. And that's just a recipe for chaotic fun. (laughs) And that's just what we're getting. It's like a volcano experiment with the vinegar and baking soda you do in first grade. Get these two real things, put them together. They're like, oh my God, it's everywhere. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it involves, it It 
takes, you know, the the fantasy sci-fi element of live dinosaurs and teen drama and melds it together <laughs> in this very nice, fun, pleasing package um, that feels realistic, even though you're like, and there are dinosaurs. <laughs> and they might get eaten, but they don't get eaten. Um, I mean, spoiler if it was alert. really that realistic, too. I mean, they would have been eaten like five times already but (laughs) and like a little cap they set up for themselves there's no way they'd have that nice of a setup no yeah but (laughs) it's a cartoon so it's okay you you deserve a shower go ahead yes yeah (laughs) so i i I guess just to kind of end this episode what do you think would be the best time for season three to come out i think uh covid screwed this up a bit i think the timing of the show was set up in a way so that season three would be close to uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which I was agree. supposed to come out this summer, but that got pushed back a whole year. So I'm wondering if you release season three when I think it was originally scheduled to be released, you're you're gonna have a whole year between season three and and the next movie. But if you yeah. wait so long to release it to try and pair it up with the movie again, there's gonna be a long gap. Yeah. Hmm. Well, obviously, that just means they need to make another season. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so Dominion was supposed to be out this summer, like Mm -hmm. summer 21, and they've pushed it back all the way to 22. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that is a good. Well, I mean, you know, it takes a while for them to animate it and do all that computer jazz. June 10th, 2022. Oh, happy birthday to me ish. Happy belated birthday to me ish. Um, yeah, okay. So tw- I would I would not be surprised maybe we got a season 3 in a year, like next January maybe. Just given the time that they need to write and do all the animating and stuff. Um, plus, you know, still COVID. So <laughs> I I would say like a year probably. Um I'd love to see another season before the end of this year, but I mean, I would I would speculate probably a year at best, but hopefully not too much longer. <laughs> um don't make me wait too long. So here it is. It was originally scheduled for June 11th, 2021. Okay. And again, just based on the rate the seasons are coming out, or season one and season two came out, that would have been perfect to lead into, to bring up excitement again for the film itself. Yeah. I'm guessing that they'll try to get out of season three in about the same time frame for 2022, I guess. That would make sense. I'll be me. annoyed if they make a season four just just like a filler season you know that would be that'd be no i mean we don't really know what the plan is and who knows if they have a plan um although they do leave us with a mystery box in this you know e750 super scary probably dinosaur um at the end of season two so don't leave us hanging but we'll see if they do have this Never mind. What's up? I was just saying, if there is this other, like, super scary mystery dinosaur on the island, does it get burned up? Does it somehow it get off be... the island? Does I it... I want this new Frankenstein monster to lead right into the volcano. <laughs> somehow it somehow is responsible was, for the volcano. 
Was the, the creepy raptor thing in Fallen Kingdom, that was already there, right? The Indoraptor was made off the island. Off the, okay. Yeah, see, that's... Okay. Yeah, the big, the opening shot of that movie, the opening scene of that movie is them getting the Indominus Rex bone. Right, yeah. So they can use that DNA as a base for the Indoraptor that right, they're doing in that right. underground lab in the mansion. Right. You know, okay, never mind. Wouldn't they have, like, the sequence of the Indominus Rex on file? You could just recreate, like, oh my they God. They got left behind. Science. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't be easier to steal the computer with the sequence on it and just artificial anyway sorry (laughs) lady we just spent like 50 minutes talking about you know nonsense and that's what you're getting hung up on now yeah that's what i'm getting hung on now because now i'm actually thinking about it i wasn't thinking about it all right so what cat ray thinks about (laughs) About the realistic, non-realistic standards in the Jurassic Park franchise. Anyway. Uh, you can find us on <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at BrainsluggPod or our website at BlueLabPro.com slash BrainSlug. Let us know if you've been enjoying Camp Cretaceous, if you have not been enjoying Camp Cretaceous, um, what you think about the movies, yada yada, all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, you can do so on Instagram at BlueLabPro. Uh, if you want to talk with me about which dinosaur sidekick is better, Bix from Dinotopia or Bumpy from Camp Cretaceous, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. Bumpy. <laughs> you can ride Bumpy. Yeah, I know. He can. Yeah, Bumpy. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to think if Terra Nova had a dinosaur sidekick at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean. Anyway, my- <laughs> we're... Anyway. We can talk about dinosaur shows, primeval. Um. <laughs> anyway, yes. So watch Camp Cretaceous. It's fun. We hope you saw it before listening to this. This was all spoilerific. Yes. If you if you if you hadn't seen it, shame on you. <laughs> and uh Kat, go go watch Jurassic Park again and just get your ID. Go 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 hydrate and watch Jurassic Park. I'm hydrating, I'm hydrating. Don't worry. Good. Everybody, take care. Hydrate like cat, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Edited and produced by Adrian Mesa with original music composed by Felipe Rosales. And original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcast. Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs>